0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing some news stories. Other things have come up. There's more to talk about that's new in the MCU. All that and more with this ad we have no control over.
1: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our producer chair today, we have the wonderful Melissa Khalil. How you doing, Melissa?
2: I'm good. Good. Happy to be here as always.
1: Super happy to have you, my friend. Super happy to have you. Uh, and we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing a little news and feedback today. But we are going to start off uh, by mentioning uh, we talked about the podcast awards a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did get into the final top ten. So thank you so much. Is it ten? Uh, yeah, I think it's the top ten. In our category,
0: well, we're yeah we're in the final slate for the TV and film section. So if you said when you went to nominate that you would volunteer to vote, and uh, you know they sent you an email saying hey it's time to vote, you got to go vote
1: and vote yeah. for us. Got to do it. Yeah, apparently. So if you say you were willing to vote, they then like pick the top ten thousand or something like that and send those people emails so they can vote. So not everybody can vote. So if you get the opportunity to vote, please vote. We would really appreciate it. Um, and and also just thank you so much, guys. That's like incredibly, uh, rewarding to be in the top 10 of that. Like people, uh, whatever the listener's choice.
0: It's crazy to have gotten into the, like the final slate with all the, uh, all the other podcasts that I just, I keep hearing, you know, their names when other people talk about podcasts and we're up there with them. Yeah, super super cool.
2: Big time. We hit it, guys. I got a it. stalker. Like <laughs> Don't,
1: Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, so if we're in the TV and film category, if you get an email asking you to vote from the podcast awards, it means you were part of the nomination process. Just please follow through and vote for us. It'd be great. The other little housekeeping thing to up top is we had two people win shirts recently that I don't think we ever said on the show. K buck K L bucks. Uh, won a shirt for reviewing animation deliberation. Uh, and I think we just had him mention it on the animation deliberation, but I realized we should probably mention it here. So KL Bucks on, uh, <laughs> Apple podcast app or whatever. And then Westport official won a shirt for reviewing us on the podcast app. So if you are KL Bucks or Westport official, uh, write us a message on MCUcast at gmail.com. That would be wonderful.
0: Oh man! I just went back and looked, and it's really funny. Um, Katie Cat three seventeen said, "Don't listen to other reviews. Jeff smells great."
2: <laughs> that's you, though, oh right? oh. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure that's you. Yeah. No. Maybe it says yeah. very clearly maybe. Jeff Randall
2: said. <laughs> you're, you're Katie Cat. Nope.
0: You know, I've been I've been holding on to this for a while, but. Uh, it's time to lay it all out. Uh, I have an alternate personality who is Katie Cat 317. Nice.
1: It's just, it's, it's weird that that's your alternate, alternate personality or whatever. Cause like it said, I looked at it today and it said Jeff Randall says.
0: No. Are you I, sure? I wouldn't, I wouldn't type something like that. Come on, man. I'm better than that.
1: I feel like maybe somehow you, you got your, uh, your, your, your username and your visible name to the public might be. Confused, because I could tell this afternoon that it was Jeff Randall when I was
0: looking at all the reviews. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I don't know how. I just I just didn't uh, see it. It could have been, I mean, oh, that must have been, uh, no, they, somebody edited it to make it read a little better oh. and not look like I said it. Someone <laughs> did that, probably.
1: Okay, good, good, good. Uh well anyway, that, thank you guys for the reviews. Appreciate you. And uh please uh hit us up for those. But let's get into the news. Uh let's see. We got uh, we got a few big things going on. Uh Hugh Jackman this week uh denied the rumors that he will be returning as Wolverine for the MCU. Um good. On- <laughs> Why good? Why good? Already. We're already at good. Yeah. Haven't you let me read the whole story and you're like, just jumping in and down in old Hugh Jackman? No, go ahead. <laughs> he was in an interview with a, with a, a show called Jake's take, I guess an internet show. And he said, uh, that, uh, the fact that I am hearing about this from you and there's nothing in my inbox from Kevin Feige means it's probably no matter what idea I came up with, not, uh, t- not on the table. So he's asking him, like, what would you like to see them do in the MCU with, uh, your Wolverine?
0: Good. But
1: we know that he had a meeting with him. Do we?
2: Yeah, do we? yeah,
1: there was a there was a meeting. There's a picture with Kevin Feige and, and Hugh Jackman. It could have been about something else. Could have been about Star Wars. Could have been about anything. You know,
0: I don't think that was a meeting. I think that they just happened to be in the same room and they were like, "Hey, let's break the internet."
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know that that was a meeting because, like, uh, Logan was such a swan song, such a great ending to that character. Like, we don't need that particular Wolverine back. Like, we don't need to bring that one in. And honestly, I would like to see the X-Men without Wolverine, you know, the mutants in general come into the MCU without Wolverine to give some other mutants a chance at Spotlight rather than it all being about Hugh Jackman. I'd like to see it be more about the team.
1: I'm 100% with you on that. Like, I think that uh, Wolverine has been too much the Spotlight character. I do love Wolverine. I do think they've, like... Kind of overplayed his hand over the last 20 years. And so like all of the things we, <laughs> <laughs> over, they've overplayed his claw, if you will, yeah. um, over the, over <laughs> the last 20 years. So it's like, yeah, I'd like to see what, a, 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 what an MCU Wolverine would be like, but they've kind of overplayed the hand of all the major ones. You know, I feel like Professor X has been overplayed. I mean, by two different people already. Uh, yep. same thing with, you know, Magneto and, Most of the, most of the, you know, the headline cast that we all know has been played by multiple people, kind of retold their, their signature stories in different ways, multiple times. It's like, we need some of that fresh blood of the, of the X-Men to be told a little differently and a little fresher.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't want a Phoenix story, you know, three movies in with, with the X-Men. Like, give it a minute. Let them breathe. You just uncorked that. Yeah.
1: Which, you know, it's one thing if you're three Jean Grey movies in and you get to the Phoenix, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you're in a, you've had 20, just like, you know, you think about like civil war or something where you can get to a civil war story. It's only the third captain America movie, but you've had so much time with captain America in the Avengers movies and so much time with Tony Stark in the Avengers movies that like, it makes sense. Hmm. And even then it's a much reduced story from what's in the comics. You know what I mean? Oh Yeah like it's nothing yeah. like the actual civil war it's basically just rumble at the airport and <laughs> i freaking love it but it's rumble here at the airport it. yeah it's
0: rumble at the airport and i'm here for it west side
1: stories non musical edition at the airport but like oh
0: my god I think if they had <laughs> think if they had met star lord before that and like just decided to have a dance off instead oh yeah that would have been nice that would have been so much better
1: or or if or if as they approached uh Star Lord was snapping and they're like, What are you doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that's right? the storyline like for an upcoming what if episode, is it not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if Star Lord had snapped through the Civil War airport battle?
0: I like it. <laughs> It's just We need somebody to do some like some some hell of an editing job mm-hmm. and take that Star Lord dancing montage from the beginning of guardians one and just put him in the airport.
1: Yeah. I feel like, like there's, he is even doing some snapping at one point. Like, I feel like you could make that loop. He probably happen. was. Mm. He,
0: he could, he could have one of Hawkeye's arrows and be singing into that.
1: <laughs> yeah. If Hawkeye fires an arrow and he does that, we, we, you cut it with that Chitari who, or no, it's Loki who catches the arrow in Avengers, yeah. but it's like Star Lord catches the arrow and then puts it in front of his face to sing into it before it explodes. Yep.
0: <laughs> so that silly. would be so silly. So that would put. We were on, talking about the X Men,
1: yeah, Wolverine, Iron Man's team. I feel like he'd be <laughs> on Cap's team, right? Star
2: Lord would be on Cap's team. Uh, Star Lord wouldn't be on either team. I feel like.
0: Well, I mean, I mean if we're talking like pro, uh, pro accords, anti accords, I think that Star Lord would go more for. Uh, autonomy. Like, personal autonomy. He would I think so, too.
1: AI he's a ravager. There's no way yeah. he's joining the accords.
2: No.
0: He also
1: doesn't isn't a superpowered being, though, so...
0: This is a hell of a tangent.
2: Yeah. He
0: is a superpowered being! Yeah. Oh,
2: that's true. We got Hawkeye and Widow who aren't super-powered human beings. True, true. It just depends on what his story is up till now. If he
1: didn't if he's not in space at that point, like if this is the same reality where, uh, T'Challa got picked up instead, like what if, what does Star-Lord become? You know what I mean? I'd like oh. to see the inverse of that because Star-Lord still has, uh, whatever oh, celestial man. DNA. Like what does he become just live in, in, uh, in his town, in a small town? Oh, that's so great.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, I want to see the other half of that. What if story, <laughs> Like, we got we got a decent one with the, the first episode where, like, you know, Captain Carter did her thing, but then Steve still showed up. Like, Steve yeah. didn't just go, mm-hmm. you know, fuck off forever, because he still got to be a part of things. But, like, what, is, what happens to Peter Quill? Not even right. Star-Lord. What happens to Peter Quill?
1: What if, creators? Take this one for free. You yeah. should just have an in-credit <laughs> sequence of every what-if episode. Should just be, like, <laughs> the other character living their life. If they didn't like, the thing didn't happen to them. Like in this one, it's just Star Lord like working at a bank or
2: whatever. <laughs> He's a bank teller. Yeah.
0: No, he w- he works at that dairy queen that it was, that the oh. seed was behind. Ew. Yeah.
1: Oh. He just lives in, uh, what is it? Pawnee, Indiana, and he falls in the hole.
2: <gasps> That's the alternative timeline. Yeah. Line. Yeah, it is. Yep. He Parks falls and, in a pit.
1: Parks and Rec is the same, same universe <laughs> as, a uh, T'Challa's episode of What If. <laughs>
2: That makes complete and total sense because do you ever see Chadwick Boseman in Parks and Rec? I think you, not. You don't. You don't. <laughs> can we say no. for certain that it's not the same universe? I don't think we can. I
0: don't. think Mephisto we can. confirmed. <laughs> okay, let's let's get, let's move on. We have so, made a hell of a tangent. Yeah, really.
2: <laughs> the Mephisto is the th- where we're like, all right, moving on.
1: <laughs> Always the thing where I'm like, well, all right, we're moving on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Mephisto is Matt's sports.
2: We're <laughs> I mean, talking about like Star-Lord being West Side Story. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all fine. That's gold. That's, that's, that's what canon. we do here.
0: <laughs> that seems to that's you, cast canon. Yeah. It's,
2: uh, it's a, all right. What's next?
0: <laughs> all right. So, no on Wolverine. Yes on all the X Men. That's yes. where we. I mean, that's I where we're on Wolverine,
1: later. but I just don't want him to be the only character they focus on. I would like to see, you know. A life given to all the other characters, for sure.
0: I want Mr. Sinister.
1: Give me. Oh, but to, to
0: actually speak to this
1: story, which we're just talking about what we want from Wolverine, like, to actually speak to this story, I also just don't think that if this was a true thing, that he's going to reveal it on Jake's take, right? Yeah, like, no. This, this could no easily way. be a lie. This, may, this story means nothing. We've talked about it for a long time, but this story means nothing.
2: <laughs> when you, can wow. believe, you can never believe things that come out of... Actor's mouths, especially when it comes out of like for Marvel stuff, like because they're just yep. told to lie, like, lie to us, lie to Marvel. Want, you don't want Kevin Feige coming after you. Oh, yeah, no. no,
0: he would wreck you. That looks like a man that would wreck you, like your career, mm. your life, your body.
1: All <laughs> what, of it, why do you have like him Kevin Feige built up as like some sort of crazy hitman in your mind.
0: <laughs> no, he's not a crazy hitman. He gets other people to do that for him. That is the most powerful man in Marvel right now. Kevin True. Feige
1: is king is the kingpin of the MCU.
0: <laughs> yes. Honestly, Hugh Jackman's in his office and he's like when I was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I worked on the X-Men movies.
1: Mm. <laughs> um, it came out also this week, uh, another this little news piece, the uh, Marvel's standard agreement, it's been reported that Marvel's standard agreement is that comic book creators are given $5,000 when their work is adapted into the MCU. That's it? Yeah. And this has been a big like uproar on the internet of like, well, that's not enough. <laughs> uh which yeah what do you guys think i mean
0: uh, it's it's tough cuz like in the beginning of the MCU they didn't know if anything was going to really work you know there was it was a it was a big struggle it's a gamble yeah but at this point it's pretty well confirmed that like marvel writes checks like if it's got the marvel studios logo a check is being written for it, and it's probably going to be a high, like a high-grossing film,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Pretty likely.
0: Uh, it's just like how much, how much, really do comic book writers uh, deserve, I guess, for making those stories that, like, they never, like, the MCU is never a direct translation of a story. So it's like it's inspired by a story right and you know maybe people ask for that story but like does that warrant you know something like what the actors are getting or sure something like what mm-hmm. the the screenplay writers are getting or you know definitely probably not what like kevin feige's making but <laughs> he's he's got more money than uh probably needed at this point i'm assuming make it bank.
2: Do we have, like, an example of, like, one of these c- characters that was used? I don't
1: think okay. so. So, the articles that I've read, it basically just, like, is a general thing. And, like, there are... they They did talk about in the articles, like, there's something called, like, a special character exemption where a comic book writer can petition Marvel and be like, I created this character and they are significantly different than anything else you have. And then Marvel gets to make a decision whether they want to make a special relationship for that character. And so it's possible that there are, and it is it is definitely that there are some creators who are getting paid differently for certain characters, but like uh it sounds like it, it's hard to know because if you think about it, like, Oh, By the way, it's $5,000 and a ticket to the premiere, which is like, I mean, I guess that's better than nothing. But that's the thing, I I think about this story, like, for a long time, comic book creators got nothing for the movies, like in any other comic book uh, movie companies, because they got paid for making the comics, and then the movies were completely their own thing and the comic book, and since the creators, uh, the comic book companies on the stories, they weren't paying them anything. So this is better than nothing, which is what they're making before, but it's still like a pretty big dis- disparity. When the person who came up with the idea for the story, like, let's talk about something like black widow, that story, that movie is pretty similar to the comic book black widow. I mean, like there's, a, there's some differences, major differences that you guys talked about on, uh, on source page source pages. Yeah. Yep. So like they're definitely, they took huge chunks of that story and put it into black widow. And it's like, at what point does that, is that like almost a direct adaptation civil war? I mean, it's named after the comic book civil war, but the, the story is way different. So it's like uh, w- what, what warrants more or less? Like I think a yeah. case can be made and mm-hmm. a, it, there probably needs to be a better system for like awarding such types of money. <laughs> Cause well, 5,000 yeah, like- does not seem like enough
0: like Ed Brubaker, a uh, renowned comic book writer, very much known for his run on Captain America. Um he created the character of the Winter Soldier in mm. 2005. And wow, it's uh, that late, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah, it's it's been that uh it's been that long, huh? <laughs> uh, but no, he created the Winter Soldier and apparently has made more money for his cameo appearance in Captain America, the winter soldier. Wow. Then he was paid for actually creating the winter soldier. <laughs>
1: Not a good look. Not a good. Yeah. Look. When these movies make a billion dollars and you're paying the person who had the nugget of the idea 5,000, it's just like that. Dis- you can't even fathom the disparity there, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I remember him posting, um, I think I saw it on Twitter whenever, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was coming out on Disney Plus, um, where Brubaker had said, "Like, you know, of course today it's it's the the premiere of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it's it's great that I see you know this character that I put so much of my time uh, into, but like the most I've gotten was like a thanks here or there, and that's becoming harder and harder to live with." Mm. And I'm like, oh god, like it's hard to say that he deserves a ton more for, like, creating this character, but, like, he's a bit of a prolific writer, and his name is, like, in the comic book world especially, his name is huge. He wrote the Death of Captain America arc. Like, you could say he killed Captain America a- after Civil War. Like, it's a, it's a big deal. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's tricky. He deserves more. Like, yeah. if his cameo acting role is what's paying him more than You know, from, like, more than what he got when creating the character, like, yes, he obviously deserves more money. Sure. Because he made this iconic character. I think
1: that's true, but also the reason that you give him that cameo is to make sure you're paying him something. And, like, it's it's kind of a weird trip workaround, because you want to, like... They want to have a small because, like, says, so let's say a comic book creator says, "Well, you pulled this one line that he says from my comic, so I want a, this much money." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it kind of makes sense to have like a baseline that you sort of build from. But if you're building an entire movie or a franchise off of someone's work, like the Winter Soldier, for instance, um, you know. But it's interesting because, like, the Winter Soldier is like an event. Sort of in Bucky's story, you know, he becomes the Winter Soldier and then becomes Bucky again. So, like, is he? So that's like a part of his story, but it's not necessarily his whole story. You know what I mean? It's like an event that yeah. happened to him, like a big chunk of his life. It's yeah, it's it, that's and that's the problem. It's impossible to sort of calculate all of these things.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's something that we uh as non-financial professionals are not qualified to discuss
2: <laughs> true that um, sure.
0: other than to say like they deserve more
2: yeah
1: and and that's what and, the internet is all kind of up in a roar uh, in an uproar <laughs> saying but it's hard because like if that's their standard pay, maybe that comic book writer that did come up with one little line, maybe that is what he deserves. 5,000 bucks, you know, maybe that's a great payday for them. If they like wrote this book 15 years ago and like, Oh, they used the line. 5,000 bucks. Great. But then if it's, yeah,
0: it's just hard. It's hard I'll to. I'll take 5Gs. Yeah. And especially um, if they're just handing it out
1: for a long time, these contracts just said, like you, we, we own what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, we're, and I think that's still what the contracts say. I think these are more just like, we are acknowledging that you deserve something. So here's something. <laughs> so we don't get in trouble for this later, but they're, uh, but they're still getting in trouble for it. Cause it's not enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We've reported on it before. Disney's kind of been known for like Disney rather has been known for being a bit tight fisted. Uh, sure. Penny pinchers and whatnot. That's how the rich, stay <sighs> rich man, that is, mm-hmm. that is how the rich, stay rich <laughs>
2: Never mess with the mouse. Never mess with the mm-hmm. mouse. Never.
1: Never. <laughs> okay, let's hit our next news story. We've got a couple other things here. Uh, Brie Larson confirmed in an internet video this week that the Marvels is now in production. Uh, she said she loves being on set. Um, she grew up loving Disneyland and being on set is like being in her own Disneyland, like just being on set and seeing the real, the world as if she's in it. Um, she described the sets and I like this. She described the sets. As uh, bigger than you can imagine, and bigger I'm like than you
0: can imagine. I that can that imagine some pretty big shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. like
0: I, I feel t- like that's a bold statement on her part. I Better not be getting my treat. hopes
2: up. Like cause I have a pretty big imagination. I'm ex- like I'm thinking of some pretty big shit right now. Like, <laughs> I mean,
0: I came up with like I was able to come up with Melissa. And Brie Larson having pillow fights at their sleepovers. So like I, I can think come that up was with some pretty, pretty big stuff.
1: Yeah. That was some pretty epic, <laughs> epic stuff you came up with.
2: If, if only that would have happened. If only that wasn't a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> I could ask her all the questions we're wondering. <laughs> See,
0: I was trying to I was trying to find the time when when Matt was saying, like, you know, they, they've started they've started shooting and like at what point do I say, you know, did you see her off at the airport? Like, (laughs)
2: <laughs> did i send her to set no yeah, yeah did you, <laughs> i did not
0: Did you give her a hug you? before you send her off to set
2: that kind of thing Yep. did i give her a high five and be like yeah. nice, kiss kill G- yeah. nice kill kiss it today yeah kill it today carol she's
1: going higher further faster baby higher further yeah, faster, faster. she does the thing
0: and you're like, yeah
2: she like gets on her private jet and leaves yep
0: no she <laughs> just flies away she just takes off herself flies <laughs> she, away she actually she, has she, the powers
2: she yeah. can do that they you think it's special effects huh uh, no, nope, she, she could actually do that.
1: <laughs> She's actually binary. <laughs> also in the news, Brie Larson, reported by a uh, known associate, can fly. Uh, <laughs> just, uh,
2: Confirmed. B- reporting by that in the NCUcast. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> did, did she... Oh, Did God. she have any other news on this story other than that it started shooting? <laughs> like anything yeah. about, um, what's her name? Tayona Paris? Parrish? No, oh, nothing about like that. yet. her name? But
1: the other big thing about it was that, uh, Sam Jackson also posted this week, uh, yes. s- uh, about, he said something like good to be back or something like that. And it was him taking a picture of the, uh, hair piece for his mustache and beard for, uh, set to be Nick Fury.
0: He doesn't grow that?
1: Apparently not. Yeah. So it seems odd. Yeah, it's weird. But it appears that he is also on set at the same time that Bree Larson's talking about being on set, and they have not started yes. shooting Secret Invasion yet. So it appears that uh Sam Jackson is going to be in the Marvels, which had not been announced, but he like him sharing that picture sort of uh implies it.
2: That's awesome. So, so- yeah, we're, we're assuming that this movie occurs after the events of WandaVision then. Yeah. If the actress who plays Monica Rambeau in WandaVision is in it, right? Yeah. Tiana and Paris. she is, yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so.
0: She has been confirmed to be in it, uh, but uh, so has Iman Vellani. Um, and that's is why it? it's, you know, a series of Marvels. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: The Marvels.
0: It's a, a set a trio?
1: As as much as I like the name The Marvels it is I feel like as a casual viewer of these movies it would be kind of cheesy like Marvel yeah. they're making The Marvels you know like yep mm-hmm. I've been watching Marvel movies all this time and now they're making The Marvels it, it feels like they're going to be like a 60s doo-wop group or something
2: I hope so Oh yes
0: yes they're the that that background singers for when Peter Quill comes in <laughs>
1: Well Peter Quill <laughs> they're and Peter Quill comes in snapping next to Toby Maguire Spider Man, of course. Yeah. Who's also joined the verse by then and they're both snapping. Yeah.
0: Yep. Oh, and
2: and it's like dancing. Spider Man three, <laughs> right? Exactly, like yeah. the e- emo Peter Parker. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. <laughs> he's he's doing that dance that he does.
1: <laughs> I cannot wait to watch those movies again soon. Um I'm very excited. We're, we're supposed to cover them on Binger's Assemble soon and I am super pumped.
0: Oh god, that is soon.
1: Yeah, we need to get started on that uh, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We got pl- we got like 4 months, it's fine.
0: We'll it <laughs> we have plenty of time with, you know, a completely open window to be able to record yeah. those things. Lots of free time coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh the last time we saw Tiana Paris, the uh the the character of Monica Rambo, she was being told that uh a Skrull's superior who is in an upward direction from where they were, <laughs> uh, wants to talk to her. And we, like, we assume that's Nick Fury, because he he's you know, been shown in space as far as uh, the ending of Spider-Man Far From Home. It's Nick Fury that's Far From Home! Anyway, <gasps> obviously that means that Captain Marvel is going to be in space, and then Monica Rambo is going to go join him, but how does Iman Volani come into this? How does, how does Kamala Khan happen? Like, how no does she clue. get rap- roped into whatever well, we'll space lot, thing?
1: M- well, know, we don't know anything about her yet. We'll know a lot more once we see Miss Marvel sometime, Jeez. either this year or early next year. Because,
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: like, right now, we know where uh, Monica Rambeau left off because we know where Monica Rambeau left off. We've never even seen Miss Marvel yet. Right. No. right. So, sure, we'll be able to connect those dots.
2: This movie's slated to come out November 11th of next year.
1: Man. That's so soon.
2: Yeah, that's not too far off.
1: No? Not too far at all. Uh, Speaking of November releases, Eternals uh, is keeping its November release for November 5th.
0: Oh, thank God. Uh,
1: That's what they say. As of now, they're saying it's keeping its November 5th release, despite all this
2: Delta
0: variant madness.
2: Cross your fingers and toes, people. Cross your fingers and
0: toes. I'm going to go get some extra doses of of vaccines. I'm going to get all five shots. <clears throat> Probably get superpowers.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's so interesting to think about uh, Disney's calculus right now on whether it's worth it to make Marvel content in this lull period of like COVID and Delta variants and like movies are not making as much because people won't go to the movie theater. You know, it was considered a big success this weekend that like Free Guy made like 28 million. Because that's just yeah. like a good weekend mm-hmm. for right now. But like that's a yeah, really bad weekend normally. Yeah,
0: that's so little. That's so yeah. not a lot of money at all. Especially yeah. for as much as you know they put into it.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So by the way, Free Guy is freaking awesome. We're supposed to cover it on Bingers Assemble soon. Um love it. I think it's great. I uh, saw it yesterday. Okay. Uh, but it's uh it's it's really, really good. A couple great Marvel references, by the way. Really, really cool.
2: Wouldn't expect anything less from Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, so. <laughs> super fun. I mean, it's like interesting too, because like this whole Scar- Scarjo stuff that's happening, like that was because of the hybrid release of theaters and Disney Plus. So, yep, you know, how, do they do? Disney Plus releases going forward for Marvel stuff? I don't know.
1: They need to get some paper on it if they do. Like, get some contracts signed. I mean, maybe they yeah. just decided with ScarJo, it was just worth the risk. Like, she's going to sue us, but... And it's even possible they will talked about this. Like, I'm going to have to sue you if you do that. I don't want to sue you, but I'm going to have to. And they're like, it's just, we have to do it. Because this is what what's in my head. It's like, either they take a break and lose the momentum that Marvel has... Which, like, most studios can't afford to do, like, let's make movies that don't make money for two years while, to keep people excited, you know what I mean? But Disney can afford to do that, and right now they have the, like, most successful franchise of all time, and if they take two years off, it's going to lose its steam, you know?
2: But I, I feel like you could come to some sort of an additional agreement That doesn't have to result in Scarjo suing, but I know nothing about the legal or contract system. Right. Yeah, me neither.
0: Yeah, again, woefully underqualified to discuss what should or should not happen.
2: Yeah, honestly, like we're just people sitting at a screen talking into a mic. Being experts.
1: Shh, don't tell them that we're just people.
0: Okay. Just
2: kidding. We're experts.
0: (laughs) We're the best. We're the most knowledgeable, I tell you. The
1: most. I, I shook James Gunn's <laughs> hand one time, and Melissa met Brie Larson.
2: <laughs> We're Melissa extremely has, qualified. <laughs> Look at Melissa the go- has
0: <gasps> regularly scheduled meetings with Brie Larson uh, she's overnight. Like, she's just shaking no. her head. No, no, that's not true.
2: <laughs> and Jeff saw, um, Chris Evans. I've Chris Evans. the same air as Chris Evans. Yeah. See, look how qualified we are. They
1: basically made out. <laughs> they basically made out. Yeah.
2: Oh, same air. Mm
0: hmm. hmm. <laughs> we did it very close together. That
1: <sighs> couple, couple more stories that we have here in the news. We have a uh, showrunner for, uh, what if, when asked if there were bigger plans, uh, for the what if stories, like Captain Carter, for instance, uh, Brad Winderbaum said, all Marvel studio projects are in some way connected. Uh, there's always potential. So that mm. was in the news this week that he's kind of teased in the fact that like, they really could bring in something like Captain Carter into the universe.
0: Does that mean that they're gonna get Haley Atwell to just lift so much? And grow like six inches?
1: Yes, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it means.
2: Yes, <laughs> she comes back for a lot of like minor roles. so I wouldn't doubt that she would, you know, return for even a cameo of Captain Carter, maybe in Multiverse of Madness.
0: Yeah, cool. man,
1: I hope so. I don't know, Just if get, like I a can glimpse of that. her. I think I don't Hayley know Atwell if would I can be. handle that. I think a Healy Atwell would 100% do it. I don't know if it's what they have in the cards for the character or like... You know, it's, it's that, it's that classic thing that we've been talking about for years that we've been promised it's all connected. But when it comes down to it, do you put a character that half your audience doesn't know as a cameo in a movie and make them go, what the hell is that? Why is Captain, why is she Captain Carter? You know, would, would, mm-hmm. the, would the audience accept that because you're seeing all kinds of other weird stuff flying at them, like other spider men and all this stuff? They would. Or would it take you out of it too much? Depends on how it's directed, honestly, I think.
0: If you, if you recall, uh, in Civil War, there were so many people, like, there were so many people during Civil War who did not know who Ant-Man was and why he was important and why him becoming big was important And in Civil War, and they went back and watched Ant-Man after the fact. Like, sure. I have had so many people tell me that, like, I didn't know, I didn't care who Ant-Man was until Civil War happened, and then I'm like, oh, I gotta go find this guy out now.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. We'll figure this guy out. Well,
1: that, and that's the thing. Is like, that's the secret sauce of the crossover. That like, if you cross two characters over, you make people go find out who the other character is if they're not watching already. And yep. so like. That's the beauty of it, but it's also its downfall, because that's what happened in, like, the 90s with comics. They made everything into crossovers. You could no longer pick up a comic book and just read eight issues and enjoy it, because everything's crossing over into everything else, and you had to kind of read everything to know what's going on. And, like,
0: at some point, it becomes too much. first <laughs> that's some why Marvel Unlimited is so great. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) You get access to all of it. We should really uh, talk to Marvel about getting a, a, a code to use to get people some, you know, Marvel Unlimited. time with Mar- Marvel Unlimited or something. Yeah, that would be,
1: that'd be great. Rather than just
0: the spree advertising that we're giving for them. <laughs> got the
2: check! That whole quote I feel like is just, like, obvious. Yeah. Because I feel like at this point, we've got so many different timelines that, like, really anything can happen, and it's all connected in some way. Like, it's not in maybe the original timeline that we're used to. Right. Yeah. But in like, some oh, yeah. way it is connected. That's part of the multiverse. Because yeah. Because so, it exists. Right. So, like, That quote's just obvious, so it's like, in other news, water is wet. (gasps) I'm astounded.
1: It's nice to hear creators saying these things are possible. You know what I mean? Like, it's really nice to hear. It's nice to
0: have it confirmed, even though we know. Yeah. Like, we understand
1: it, but it's still just nice to know that, like, they're still caring about it all being connected, even though it's all what if, you know? It's all multiverse. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the last story we have is Peacemaker of the Suicide Squad films decided to take to Twitter and make uh, fun of Captain America. Oh no! Did you guys hear about this?
2: No, but if you want to get on my bad side, this is a good way place to start. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's it's pretty it's it's definitely pretty great. Especially I don't, those of you who haven't seen Suicide Squad, Peacemaker is a character who is kind of a jerk anyway throughout the movie, and so it's like you're watching him and you're just like.
0: He's not making peace. These are things he would
1: say. Like, these are all things he would say. Um, and you know, he, he, he's hashtag. What is it was, it was in, in light of what if coming out and he says, hashtag, what if Captain America wasn't a, if Captain America wasn't, sorry, hashtag, what if Captain America wasn't a giant wimp and was at least five times stronger, he would be me. Peacemaker said on Twitter, (laughs) just like Uh. he kept responding to everyone. Um, he says the weasel is better than Captain America and you've seen that thing talking about a weasel from the movie. He said, uh, someone said, what if Captain America was thorough? And he responded, his body, his buddy would still have two arms. <laughs> Oof. Just like really going after Captain America, which I just thought was funny from a marketing standpoint. Like, I don't know.
2: Who we'll like- let the intern have the. Have the Twitter for the day, right?
1: I I think these are really bad jokes. They're not even good jokes, but I find it funny that like they're he's just going after him, and like yeah, he's also not that clever in the movie. So it kind of all just like fits his character a little bit. Oh, okay. Bit. He's like oh, kind that of a makes. Dummy.
2: That makes sense because, like, I was reading like the tweets when I saw them last week. I was like, "These aren't good roasts. Like, right. these aren't good." It's, but if it fits the character, like I in the movie, I'm fine with
1: it. I think it does. I mean, like, it it would have been better if they were better roasts. Also, I don't know if you guys know it, but um, uh, Peacemaker, the character from the movie, is being spun off into a TV series on HBO. I Heard that, yeah. I am floored for it. Cause James Gunn wrote it. James, he's like, apparently the COVID mm. shutdown happened and James Gunn was like, what do I do with all this free time? Why don't I write a like whatever six or 10 episode treatment of this pilot for, uh, <laughs> for peacemaker. Cause he was just done finishing. He was just done making, uh, so su- the suicide squad. And so he mm. apparently just went and made a a full season, like wrote a full season of, uh, the peacemaker show. <laughs>
0: Uh, Okay. Uh, (laughs) When you get the time, you know,
1: right? (laughs) So anyway, I think it's good. I'm excited about it. We're going to cover it on PandaVision I think
0: it's kind of funny that um, uh, that they got somebody to do bad roasts from a character that, like, I would say that large larger part of the Marvel movie going audience doesn't recognize. So like their attempt to get some some light shined on their character was just kind of like who the hell is this guy like it would result in in basically all the marvel fans being like who the hell do you think you are and just being like but also why though
1: i mean and you guys can blame me for this cuz i do love the movie but like we're talking about it yeah that's the whole point the internet was talking yeah. about it there were tons of articles on every like whatever you know oh look the official peacemaker thing is roasting captain america because they're kind of Peacemaker is an American, like, you know, beacon of freedom type character. And so it's the the character to be sort of like, but he's like a dark version that doesn't have the moral fortitude that Captain America has. So it's. Oh, so he's U.S. agent. Kind of, but (laughs) not. I mean, he's close, like in just pure (laughs) characterization, probably closer to U.S. agent. How, How
2: do we have a discount discount? Captain America. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so much of a better roast. What do you think the D in DC is for? <laughs> it, like,
2: I mean, if John Walker was great value, Captain America, what does that make this guy? Like what's lower than great value? A uh, dollar general. Probably. Mm. No, that's still too nice. We're <laughs> talking about DC here, Jeff. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thrift store. Like a card on the side of the road. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, the stuff that gets stuck in the sewer grates when it rains.
0: <laughs> He's
2: that Captain America.
0: <laughs> he is. He fully is. And
1: like, I'm really excited for his TV
2: show. I'm really sorry. I just like trashed all over this character. You're really excited for. No, but I love like over. I love it. <laughs> yeah, That's what you get for coming after my guy. Like, no, don't come after <laughs> you. You know, I take back my apology.
1: I want to I want to talk more openly that? about who the character is, but I can't without spoiling the movie. So everybody, go watch that so we can talk about it openly.
0: <laughs> this is the character who in the auditorium in the trailer was like starfish is the euphemism for butthole. Does That's that have correct. Anything to do with it? That's correct. Great. I'm so glad that character is getting a spinoff TV show. Oh, me
1: too. He has a line in the movie uh, to give you a sense of the kind of character he is. He says. Um, I love freedom, I, or I, I love peace, and and, and to, to create peace, it doesn't matter how many men, women, and children I have to kill. It's just like, oh no! Whale,
2: well, um, I have some questions. <laughs> I don't know if I fully subscribe to your. Philosophy, sir, yeah, like but, there, there's a few key differences in our
0: ways of thinking
2: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> oh yeah, anyway, so what else we got in the news Is that all Is that that's everybody? all the
1: news let's dive into some feedback. <laughs> Jeff, yeah, throw some feedback at us.
0: Russell Brill, one of our patrons, says, Hmm, we talk about the quote-unquote sacred timeline. However, it was he who remains chosen timeline. I don't really think it has any claim to be sacred. It's just the one we've been privy to. What do you think, pandas?
1: hundred percent. I've been saying this since yes. the first episode of Loki, but yes. <laughs> I didn't know he who remain was involved, but I've been saying it. And everyone keeps talking about like, what about the benevolent version of Kang? I'm like, he's not benevolent. That's just what he said. <laughs> Stop trusting the maniac who's controlling everyone's fate. Stop it. No one, no one trusts him. Thank you, Russell.
0: We, we call it the sacred timeline because that's what it was called in Uh, In our little intro video to what it is and changing the name at this point to he who remains chosen timeline to get to the point to where it's exactly where he wants to be. Timeline is too much of a mouthful, Matt sacred timeline. And we all know we all just know at this point. Yeah,
1: I I agree with that. I'm not saying we have to stop calling it sacred timeline. I just, I agree with Russell that like he who remains is not good. (laughs) And his timeline is not necessarily sacred. Just what I mean, we yeah, call it.
0: it's. I would say it's not sacred. It, like it, maybe it doesn't deserve the title, but like, it's what we've got. You know, we don't have any alternative at this point. That is uh, that is suitable.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, semantics. We often call yeah. it the main MCU timeline, things like that.
0: Like Melissa said, semantics. Yeah, it's all semantics.
1: Totally. Sacred or MCU. They both mean the same thing.
0: Jessica Mai, one of our patrons, uh, was discussing our What If We What If episode, where we brought on uh, BVK and Haley Hobbs and Dylan Diggs to talk about our What If scenarios. She says, halfway through the episode, and I already have been on a whirlwind of emotion. Dylan crushed my poor little heart. Okay. Jeff Dowd and Tony's genius. Haley made Sam petty. And it got so much worse. <laughs> Fantastic episode, everyone!
2: <laughs> I listened to that today, actually, and I fully agree with everything that, everything that Jeff said.
0: <laughs> it was it was a whirlwind, and I gotta say, like remembering how that went, Dylan broke my heart over and over and over again. Yeah, wh-
2: what does that guy have against like? people be happy <laughs> what does dylan have a happiness
1: he's like you know how there's like different kinds of ethics and some people are utilitarians like they want the most happiness for the most people dylan is the opposite of a utilitarian
0: <laughs>
2: <He's>, <laughs> no one gets be get to be happy he's like, if
0: everybody has to have the the same level of happiness zero <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> bring everybody down to the same level.
0: Lowest common denominator. Guys, <laughs> come on, <laughs> just, just bring it all down.
2: Like, how many times did he kill Peter Parker? So many in his times. Little scenario. Kill <laughs> everybody.
0: Like, like he t- went out of his way to kill <laughs> Peter Parker. He was like, "We're going to drop a nuke on New York." And by the way, guess who else lives in New York? Peter Parker. He's too young to do anything about it. I'm like, dude, <laughs> dude, <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> Like and then we're gonna bulldoze all of New York and all the people and they're all gonna get run over by everything. Guess what? Peter Parker's in there. I'm like, why does this happen? Like he made he made up new and inventive ways of killing Peter Parker and I don't like it.
2: <laughs> oh, I liked it, funny. Dylan. I liked it. It's very creative, but I hated it. Well it was great because
1: it like completely destroyed the Marvel Universe with like one action. Yeah, right? And I
0: liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it's like a thanks, I hate it kind of situation. <laughs> like, oh, that was fun. It was a fun discussion. I don't like how I felt about it. I get that. Each of those scenarios hurt me. Yeah, for sure. It looks like we have somebody else, uh, Haruka, she, her, on Twitter. <laughs> Also talking about that episode. Yo, I'm listening to your What If We What If episode, and guys, the answer to What If New York got bombed is X-Men. NYC may be demolished, but I'm thinking of the surrounding areas that would have been irradiated, yeah. which might create mutants in the people who survived. I
1: love I love how everyone brings up like any kind of radiation that encounters the MCU. Like Everyone's like, this is how we're getting mutants. This is yeah. how... Even <laughs> in our What If episode... <laughs> this- But Mm -hmm. I like it. I like the creativity. And
0: isn't uh, the mansion in upstate New York? Yeah, it's in upstate New York. Yeah, the
2: compound.
0: It's not, like, anywhere near NYC. Sure, but depending on how big the blast radius
1: was and the radiation spillover.
2: I think upstate's, like, four hours away from the city. Yeah, New York's pretty big. Gotcha. Big state. Listening to that episode, like, got me thinking, like, what would happen? I feel like Thanos just comes down, grabs his stones, is like... Bye, bitch. And just, like, <laughs> demolishes everything. Like, that bye was my bitch. thought. Like, people mm-hmm. are like, oh, mutants. And, like, and I'm just like, I think Thanos just is like, my stones. I have my mind and my space stones now. <laughs> Thanos yelling, my
1: stones, my stones this is really bye funny. My yeah, precious.
0: Scollum. Yeah, my precious. <laughs> I can just, just imagine Thanos, like, hunched over, like, Argh! and, like, you know, doing the like the lumbering back to his ship with the stones. <laughs> so he's like, "My precious, <laughs> God!"
2: I mean, at that point, he has two stones, and what the t- time stones across the street? The time stone would have been caught in the blast. Yeah,
1: yeah, probably just sit in the
2: rubble somewhere. Probably, like he's got three stones at that point. He's halfway there. Yeah, like he's probably demolishes the world at that point just having the
0: space stone and the mind stone and you know even the time stone at that point like that's enough to make him the most dangerous being in the universe like he can go anywhere he wants he can control minds you know like he can rewind time if he got that if he wouldn't get that one like jesus
2: Like Banner Mm -hmm. even says in Infinity War, he's only like he's got two stones and he's already the most powerful being in the universe. Like he's got three in this scenario. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like got no chance. Plus, Avengers are dead.
0: Even just the 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 two that he had though, like the power and the space stone, like those together are real skronk. Yeah, you can wreck
1: house, like go anywhere and destroy anything. Like what what you can like that.
0: That makes those real strong, but like those other three that we're talking about, like they're still really powerful. Like it's real good to have those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So Thanos whoops everybody's ass. That's what we ended up on.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, though. I I like I like the thought there that like he was he was literally watching that portal close, so like he would totally have come on in. You're right.
2: Of Of course, I guess
1: maybe the nuke would take out the. The
0: portal generator, maybe. Yeah, it would wreck the portal but... generator, and like that device. Like we said that in in that episode, like it would destroy mm-hmm. that device. So, like the the portal generator would be uh, turned off, but he was he was still able to activate the uh, the tesseract remotely. That's true. If memory serves,
1: if I remember correctly, they said that with the generator, he could make something big enough to bring an army through.
0: Right. He could he he could open it big enough and wide enough, uh and for long enough. For the Leviathans. Yep.
2: Yeah. I mean, even if the portal doesn't work and he can't activate the tesseract, he knows where it is. He could just mm-hmm. jump. Yeah. Just, you know <laughs> Scoot on over to the other side of space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just scoot
0: my way on across.
2: Scoot my stones up and be on my merry way.
0: <laughs> Scooch on over to the other side. You guys seem like you're having a bad day here. All this radiation. I'm going to just, I'm going to grab some, some of this. Y'all don't mind me. I'll Sorry just, to make your day worse. I'll, I'll be yeah. in and out. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I got to grab one thing. Okay. Sorry. With like three things. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Don't This mind wasn't me. me.
1: I didn't do any of this. This yeah. was, it was like this when I this found it. This was
0: you. You did this.
2: This is the long haired one. Okay. <laughs> this is the long haired one's fault. Okay. I'm just here to pick up what I deserve and I'll be on my way, okay?
0: Is this your is this your shit's character voice coming out again?
2: Jeffrey, how could you say that?
0: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I can't believe you would say that type of thing to me.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I still haven't seen the show.
2: See, it makes no sense, but it's funny, though, right? Yeah, it was it's still good character voice. Good character <laughs> voice. Thank you. I like it. You should keep that one. Thank you. I will talk like this all the time from now on. Please don't. Just like I did at the Nutcracker Theater, where I <laughs> opened my first <laughs> my first film. What the hell? Again, this makes more sense if you've seen yeah, the show. People that have okay. seen
1: Schitt's Creek are loving it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the Schitt's Creek fans out there.
0: Yeah, all those the MCU <laughs> Schitt's Creek. <laughs> Crossover fans.
2: <laughs> yep. Some yep. overlap there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Emma Parker said, hi... Blah, 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 blah. That's not what she said. Whoa. <laughs> Related to Melissa again.
2: <laughs> yeah. Again, a family name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Emma Parker said, hey, guys, I've been a listener for a while now, and I've just now decided to write in. So, first time, long time. Uh, me and my brother were talking, and he came up with a theory that was so good, I had to share it. In the comics, a young Nathaniel Richards becomes Iron Lad after he shut down Kang. What if in the MCU slash MCM he joined up with Kang? It would be pretty cool to see Kang and a bunch of variants of himself fight Ant Man. Maybe in the end he can become good and become Iron Lad. I really don't care as long as we get a new Iron Man. <laughs> I just wanted to know what you thought about this. Uh, keep up the great work. Love you, 3000. Emma. Thanks, Emma. Thanks for writing in finally. Finally? Gah. For a while now. First time, you- in a long time. Yeah, uh, I,
1: I think this is, this is definitely a good idea. And the thing is about the multiverse, there might be lots of versions of Kang that did accept. I mean, there are, obviously are a lot of versions of Kang that do accept the help of an older Kang to become the newer, better version of Kang. Like that's a big part of his character. So the interesting thing about Iron Lad is that he didn't. But I do think that like, they're definitely missing an opportunity if they don't bring in like multiple versions of Kang into the quantum mania like movie well
0: what if because <laughs> the, thing, cause the that, show that yeah. side, what if uh you know we get a young iron lad that's being a jerk and then out of nowhere boom young iron lad who's not a jerk like decks him sure and then they have yeah. a fight and scott's like what the hell is going on here you get that classic like kirk
1: moment where he's like
0: no kill him no kill yeah. him <laughs> no he's the bad guy yeah like, it. and you know it's a good one because he says you can't make a good decision to kill us both.
1: Mm-hmm. The sacrificial one.
0: Yeah. Right as he's about to pull the trigger on the bad one, older Kang shows up, blah, takes it to the chest. Ooh. Always. We- <laughs> that would be so funny if, like, always see of of Kang. <laughs> always see of Kang is Jonathan Major showing up to be murdered in like a scene, like immediately killed. He pops be... in. Dead.
1: That would be a real Ralph Boner kind of situation. We're like, we all were like so excited about Kang for all this time. And then it's just another Boner joke.
0: Yep. (laughs) It just
2: shows up and gets stabbed. He shows up
1: gets stabbed and says, what a Boner as he falls dead.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Put it on the board.
0: Put Put it it on on the board. board. Uh because multiverse, uh-huh. it's a possibility. Or no yeah. no, because multiverse, it exists.
1: It's a certainty.
0: <laughs> it's a certainty. <laughs> oh, that's a great place to end it. Let's wrap this
2: one up. <laughs> so that's why Emma has never written in before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we just end all her feedback on a boner joke. Yeah. That's that's
0: that's fair. It's fair.
2: Please forgive us, Emma.
0: Emma. You can write back in, and we won't make the next one a boner joke. I can't promise that. I won't remember. Yes. Just like not a promise I can make. We're not going to make that
2: promise.
1: I'll try.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michelle
1: Kachera uh is up next. She says in prep for what if my brother and I watched Peggy Carter's Legends episode that they released the same day. Uh, we were so surprised to see a brief flash of footage from AMC- ABC's Agent Carter. What does this mean?
0: Is it canon? Thanks, Michelle. It better be. Uh, she also says P.S. my brother and I are in our 30s and bonded in the pandemic by watching all things Marvel together I Aww. thought it could have read as if we were kids yeah totally that's, right. <laughs> that's great so yes
1: I mean, at least I th- that scene is canon just depends on when they decide to do something that isn't canon
0: you know what I mean yeah but I thought that uh, Agent Carter was brought canon like because we saw uh, that version of Jarvis in Endgame Agreed, but if they ever wanted to do something that was, if they ever,
1: like, let's say they wanted to make the dark dimension something different than it was in uh, Agent Carter, I don't think they would hesitate to, like, change the way they view something because of something Agent Carter did. Yeah. and so like I, I think as of now it's Canon but I think they could easily decanonize some parts of it by like changing small things but now that the multiverse exists it's just like oh, that was just a different little you know
0: that was a variant
2: meh. <laughs> a little meh. it does make me nervous though that they didn't it was it was like a single shot I so think, from Agent Carter and like there's so there was so much to her story in that series that it makes me concerned that they put in one singular shot into you know this full story breakdown of Peggy Carter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That
1: is weird. Like they didn't even they don't even talk about it. I haven't seen that legends yet.
0: Man, the uh the the emotional uh struggle needed to pour out Steve's final vial over the over the river. Like that is such a, yeah, exactly. I know. I know what is. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I- It's such a a harsh moment to have to, like, work through with Peggy. And, like, if you're not acknowledging that, if you're saying that that's not real, what are these feelings, then?
2: It it was real to me. It It was was real to me. me. Oh, no, Yelena! (laughs) That's pretty great. That's
0: pretty great. Let's move on.
1: We definitely should, like, find that audio and make a TikTok of, uh... Of, like, the different shows that Marvel is decanonizing <laughs> was, slowly and be uh,
0: like,
2: it was real to me.
0: Except for Inhumans, they can keep that shit.
2: <laughs> that, that can be burned down. <laughs> the only Inhuman that matters is Daisy Johnson. You're damn right. It's the only one mm, I care about. Truth.
0: I, You know, I still want to know where, whatever happened to Joey
2: yeah that was never explained <laughs> he just no, disappeared like he like, my he, like killed, he killed a guy and then he's like this ain't for me and then never heard from again <laughs>
1: which one was joey i'm sorry
0: he's the guy that, the guy that can melt melted metal. and melted metal into whatever he wanted oh yeah like season three okay yeah yeah, yeah
1: yeah i feel like there's a lot of little like in humans that are mentioned or thrown in for one episode that don't die and they're still
0: kicking around
2: well, remember that one, uh, the senator's uh, brother that they killed? Yeah, he got and shot
0: then- and went into the thing, and then or into the ocean, and then got put back in a cocoon, and then it's just like, that's not...
1: Yeah, there's just a cocoon on the bottom of the ocean they never addressed again.
0: <laughs> yep. It's just there still. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> I do. Oh. Dude, Th- that one particularly bothered me. Vijay? Yeah, Vijay sounds Nadir. Right.
0: Nadir.
1: Yep. Gally. That's That's
0: why she's the trivia queen, everybody. Yep, I Love I, I, would, I didn't want to commit to the name because I wasn't sure. I was like, I think it's VJ. <laughs> it is, and I don't want to commit to Nadir, but I should have just gone for it. I, I should get, have gone for it. You gotta
1: trust I'm, your gut. I'm gonna I read do. this next one because I'm mad at Jake. I'm not really mad at you, Jake. Um, I'm mad at Jeff because yep. uh, I wrote him back. I wrote him back, sort of angrily, joking. Uh, hope you hope he took it that way. Uh, <laughs> Jake says on Twitter, what if Nathaniel Richards fed the correct calculations to Friday, allowing Stark to figure out time travel? Just an mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, you guys stop trying to make, take away his understanding of quantum mechanics. Like, he's smart. He figures out things. Everybody keeps wanting to take away all of uh, Tony Stark's good things that he did. He invented time travel. Tony Stark did it.
2: He's a very smart man. I will say it is odd that he, he, no, none of his research or his specialty involved the quantum realm or anything like that before. And then in a night, it, suddenly he's an expert. I will say it is a little odd.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that's his M.O., though. What's the... Uh... What's the thing? It was a line. you are talking about the line
0: in OG Avengers. When did you become an expert in quantum in th- or in thermonuclear, thermonucle- thermonuclear astrophysics?
1: Yeah, and he's like, last night. <laughs> last night. Am I the only one that did the reading?
2: It's a good point. I mean, but like, who who provided the reading this time? Nobody. Well, the just, just like of kind of
1: He also like new quantum mechanics. Like when they walk up on his step and they say, what about time travel? He's like, you can't do it. You got the Planck principle and the, this, and he starts naming all the things. He already knew quantum mechanics really well. He knew the reasons it shouldn't work. And then he like s- found out there was a way to the quantum realm. And then he's like, well, if I have this way to the quantum realm and I know how to, I'll, all I need to do is figure out how to navigate it. And then he goes into his little, he goes into the lab and cooks something up, you know, mm-hmm. totally makes sense. Tony did it.
2: I, yeah he's, a, he's he's a smart man C- couldn't figure out how to put vision stone together to work collectively but you know it's fine he could figure out time travel I'm in sure a <laughs> sure he did
0: his stone best stone together oh like
1: with the uh
2: with shuri remember she, when she was like right. why didn't you just reprogram the synapses to work collectively that's
1: right Sorry, I was trying to think because he wasn't there. I was confused for a second because he wasn't there, but he did make
2: Vision. Yeah,
0: he was a large part of it, yeah. Although, technically Ultron, that put the body together... Mm -hmm. But
1: Ultron's also based on
0: Tony, so... But Ultron's based on Tony as well, so... All of Tony's knowledge went into Ultron's knowledge.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's the best at everything. I'm not saying there aren't people out there that are better. But stop trying to take away all of his accomplishments. He invented time travel marty mcfly would be nothing without tony stark marty mcfly is nothing now that's bullshit
0: (laughs) (laughs) no back to the future is bullshit
1: (laughs) so uh, melissa did you have anybody write anything in the live feed
2: yes we have one piece of feedback on loki from spark sam 85 they say okay Uh, The ships that left He Who Remains Castle, who do you think is in them? Secondly, at the end, when the timeline is branching, did anyone else notice a pair of eyes in the sky? I thought it looked like Galactus. My wife watched, and she thought it looked like the Watcher. I would like your thoughts on both. Keep up the great work.
1: Ooh, I haven't seen the eyes... And I, that's a really good question about the ship because the ship I felt like was really clearly there in that previous episode when that portal opened. It also looked kind of like maybe like gravity was weird and it was picking something up in the storm kind of thing. Like that was what I was thinking when I first watched it was it was either a ship taking off or like an asteroid breaking off or something. So mm. could be either one, but if it is someone leaving, then it's probably a version of Kang or something, right?
0: Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to pull up. It was the other three. Didn't we? I feel like we talked about that particular ship um, looking like something else. No. We talk- uh, that
2: was in the beginning yeah. sequence where they're flying through and we have all the different quotes, mm-hmm. like the Greta Thunberg. Right. Um,
1: yeah, there's a ship that flies toward it, which was confirmed. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know if it was confirmed, but I have seen a YouTube video of someone breaking down what ship that is, and it's crazy. Okay. It was, I think it was New Rockstars did a video on like who that ship was. We were talking about it last week and we couldn't figure it out. It was the mm-hmm. collector's ship.
0: He has a ship.
2: Yes. Yeah, which
1: fun. we never, we don't ever see it in its full like glory, but in the background of the collector's office, you can see the front of that ship and the wings off to the side. It's like covered. Those little pods are kind of covering most of it, but that is the ship that we see. In the beginning intro of no. Loki, uh,
2: can someone get us a screenshot on that?
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll, cu- we'll talk, we'll, we'll figure it out later. Go watch the new Rockstars. it's pretty convincing. They, the, 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 it's back there, it's back there. Are the you background. telling
2: people to listen to other content that is not yours? I eh, refuse. You know,
1: they're, they're they're way bigger than us.
0: I refuse they got, to, they got
1: way better research budgets than we do, which is zero.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gross. I refuse to to patronize the competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But no, uh, but their their theory was actually that um, the collector, if you if you watch that moment, the collector is like heading out towards, like heading away from that sort of galaxies that are spinning or whatever. And like their theory was that the collector knew that it was coming, the destruction of the the timeline, and he was like trying to get beyond some sort of event horizon so he could survive with his collection weird it's yeah. interesting
2: i don't really buy that at all but yeah, i mean it's interesting it's an interesting idea it's yeah
1: in- the idea that like what if it is a cycle and the universe keeps being destroyed and recreated in the image of whatever new kang decides to be but the collector the reason he collects he's like a noah who brings like the the collection of things he created collected into the next universe hmm.
0: Hmm. i like that idea it's kind of cool it is cool it is an interesting idea I just, I don't know. I don't know. It seems kind of weird to have a guy being like my things and like going to yes, a different yes. universe, but that.
1: But I it mean, also is the collector. He's already halfway there. He's already doing my yeah. things, and he's also a super old being who like would yeah. want to survive if if the universe was being destroyed and recreated. He'd want to survive, you know.
0: Yeah, but like, shouldn't he just have an insurance policy and all that stuff? Like that's what <laughs> BBK does
2: space insurance yeah (laughs) do you think they have insurance on nowhere i don't think
0: an insurance company is going to survive the big collapse of the universe uh Uh, you know it just depends on where you go you gotta mm. you gotta talk to the right people
2: (laughs) you gotta gotta get a
0: good rate
1: the tv the tva is only only one of the organizations that lives in the quantum realm (laughs) there's also various insurance agencies (laughs) Helmed no, that's one of the variants. divisions of the TVA. Yeah,
2: it's like State Farm. <laughs> it's like Multiverse Farm or something. Yeah, that's where, they,
1: that's, where that's where Jake from <laughs> State Farm, Farm gets all his powers—the quantum realm.
2: <laughs> it was Jake from State Farm all along.
1: <laughs> it's been Jake from State Farm all along. <laughs> okay. Guys, we, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with y'all today. We'll be back probably tomorrow with a what if feedback episode. And then we'll be, uh, back on Tuesday night with, uh, our late night, uh, Wednesday morning. Let's wee, be real. It's Wednesday morning. We hours. What if as it were? So we'll be, yep. uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning at 2 a.m. We're going to be covering, uh, what if. So come do the live watch with us. There will be a link in the description. Come follow along. It'll be super fun peace. Until
0: next time, true believers.
2: I'm not going to do it this time. Oh, come (laughs) on. on. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. Bye. Bye.